Hello, this is Shoshana Pupko with the Ava Torah Sirius Simcha, Recording 12. Let's continue our discussion about the potential for intellectual pursuits to increase our happiness. Remember that intellectual pursuits can and really should include both learning new things as well as deepening the things with which we're already familiar. Today, let's talk about this latter pursuit, what we'll call deep learning. Tal Ben-Shachar points out the irony behind speed reading courses, the futility of which isn't lost on him. He too had to make it through lots of reading in graduate school and speed reading served him well. But if you think about it, a far more important course that should be offered is one that teaches slow reading, a course that nurtures deep learning. With so much great stuff out there to learn and experience, it's understandable that some believe we should try to get to as much as possible, kind of like speed reading for life experiences. And I get it, it's tempting. But, and it's a big but, if our hope is to cultivate happiness through our intellectual pursuits, then we need to spend a good amount of time digging deep. We need to engage rigorously, invest time, and leave plenty of space for reflection. And the research supports this. The research highlights that positive, joyful energy is almost always evident in a place of deep learning. The research stresses that it doesn't matter what you're studying. It can be a text, a work of art, a piece of music, the natural world, or anything else. What's important is that you're engaging in a deep way. Let's deepen our understanding of why and how deep learning leads to increased happiness. To begin with, as we engage and re-engage with rich material, we'll inevitably find nuances, distinctions, complexities. And it's these elements that deepen and make more meaningful the relationship that we have with whatever it is we're studying. But the real gift of deep learning is that its impact reaches far wider than the topic under study. Because we have one brain, one neural system that functions with multiple domains, the more we reinforce the neural connections in one area, the more we rely on those same connections in other areas of our life. Here are two examples, one negative and one positive, which will further explain this concept. The average amount of time that people spend on a web page today is seven seconds. Seven seconds. We get a glimpse, glean what we can, and then click, we're off to the next. This type of surfing accustoms us to the need for constant new stimulation and it fosters our ever-shrinking attention span. But understanding how our brain works, we can now understand that we won't crave that quick novelty only when we're on the web. Instead, we'll be tapping into those neural networks and feel their effects in other areas of our life. Waiting at a traffic light, standing in line at the supermarket, or listening to our friend's long-winded story. The good news? 
is that the converse is true as well. Once we've trained and expanded the neural pathways for depth, we'll instinctively engage more deeply in our interpersonal relationships as well. And this is what we'll talk about more next week as we unpack relational well-being. For now, think about when it's appropriate to live by the notion that less is more as you engage in different areas of study.